Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Talkin' Schmodown. I am your host, Josh the Merc Rainer, right here on the Merc with Movie Blog Network. Uh, we are here with episode number 59, and we're going to be talking about the Season 8 Schmodown Awards. That's right. Uh, the awards uh, just aired uh, on Friday, February 4th, as you can see on the screen right there. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a decent show. Um, I've been watching the Schmodown uh, pretty much since the beginning. Uh, you know, I started with season three, but have gone back and, and watched uh, all of uh, season one and two. And when they started the awards, you know, it, it was this fun thing to kind of really kind of give back to the to all the players, you know, to give that recognition. And they were always amazing, you know. And then COVID hit, and you know, things went digital. And it just wasn't quite as good. But I got to say, I'm going to give my initial impressions of the show as a whole uh, from, from this past weekend. And I was a little bored watching it, you know. I appreciate them trying to just kind of get it, get it done, right? It was an hour, an easy in and out hour. But it felt to me... Like it went by way too quick. Uh, it, it didn't have like honestly, I could have just read everything, and it wouldn't have like for the most part. There wasn't a lot that I needed to see. Um, like some of the uh, some of the acceptance speeches were really good. Um, as we go through, I'll, I'll talk about some of them. And uh, you know, the the very beginning, the first like five minutes. You know, they were entertaining a bit. You know, we had Mark Ellis there by himself, which was a little sad. I would have loved to have seen him there with somebody else, whether it be Christian or maybe like uh, uh, Ken Knapsack, uh, you know, even like a Josh McCuga, just somebody to kind of banter back and forth with. And so some of he, he honestly, he didn't really get the chance to shine here, you know. He didn't get this big monologue, you know. They they were like, instead of a monologue, we're gonna show some clips of my of the my best stuff or whatever. And then it was just a, a slideshow of Molly the Wonder Dog, which was adorable, all right. But it, it honestly, I I wish that there had been more, um, maybe more stuff in between each uh, each each announcement or each um, uh, nominee and each each uh, winning uh, announce, but. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it wasn't the best, and uh, it kind of it kind of bummed me. I I sat there. I was just kind of like, okay, I'm just watching to, to find out who won. You know, it it didn't it didn't hold the entertainment value that I feel like it has in the past. So, uh, and I think maybe uh, some of that could have been remedied with another person. We could have gotten, like I said, that banter back and forth. Um, but I don't know. I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts. Hop on the Twitter at movie blog Merc, or if you're watching right now you can hop into the comments uh and let me know there i'd love to hear your thoughts what did you think of the of the show overall you know did you do you agree with me do you think it it kind of lacked something wasn't quite as entertaining as it has been in the past or, or is this the way you would prefer the show where it's just kind of cut and dry real almost sterile and just kind of doing their thing um i don't know let, let me know uh, so, like I said, it was Ellis doing hosting duties. Uh, he did have a funny line 
after uh, the slideshow uh, aired, the Molly slideshow aired, he uh, he he said something about uh, my intern Thad, and he was like, you know, he he was a great commissioner, you know, once once in a, you know, upon a time. Uh, ta- obviously, talking about Thad Williams, who it's funny because now he is back with the Schmodown. He is working uh, with Skybound specifically. Uh, I talked about that on the last episode when they announced uh, that. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was uh, that was a fun for me. That was that was really uh, fun and entertaining to uh, kind of get that little get that little reference. It kind of pulled things back, you know, back to a, a better nostalgic time, I suppose you could say. Uh, so that was uh, I, I really I, re- I really like that. I just wish we had gotten more, more kind of funny quips like that, um, and just in general, more stuff. You know, he, I felt like he was holding himself back a bit throughout the show. So, but I'm gonna go through. We're gonna uh, kind of, I'm gonna kind of talk about the uh, winners for all of the categories. Uh, so uh, let's get this going. We got Inner Geekdom Player of the Year is what they started off with, uh, and we got Mike Kalinowski pulling out the win here this was who i had voted for i feel like honestly there's no other there's really no other no other option you know no one did as much in the inner geekdom space as mike did last year uh you know winning the belt defending it three times you know this guy really kind of cemented his his place uh you know in what people call the rushmore uh, at, at least of the inner geekdom he is like the goat of the inner kingdom, you know? And so the fact that he did so incredibly well this season, I think is, is, I mean, there, again, no other choice. It, it had to be Mike and I'm so glad it was. All right. Then we had Babyface player uh, of the year. And that is Nikki DiMolanta. Uh, you know, a, a rookie this season. She did fantastic. Um, she she went almost undefeated uh, throughout this season. Just such a such a wonderful run that she had going through uh, that tournament, that back uh, that back season tournament for Star Wars, and uh, coming so close to taking out the major Thomas Harper, but. Uh, you know, Demi made a she made her stamp in the schmo down here, and uh, I think we're gonna see big things from her. You know, her husband Andrew did some amazing stuff, took down the the goat, you know, Alex Damon. So now it's time. Uh, I think season nine is gonna be the year of, of Nikki DiMolanta. I think that's that's who we're gonna be talking about throughout this season, uh, particularly when it comes. Star Wars. So I'm really excited to see what she does in season nine. All right. Then we had heel. You know, you can't have, you know, if you're going to have baby faces, you got to have heels, right? And so heel of the year went to, of course, the best heel this year. But even if I don't like him, you know, as a character, uh, I have to, re- I got to respect the game, uh, you know, that he plays. And that is Chandra down to Pawnee. He, man, this dude. He turned it up a notch this season with everything that he did with Mike, uh, all the stuff on on social media. Like even though some of it went a little bit too far, you know, at times, um, it, it was incredible. The stuff that he was doing, 
you know, trying to trying to turn swag against Winston in the early part of the season. It was so it was he did such a good job, you know. Uh, and I feel like he kind of upped his like I said, he upped his game this season from from what we have seen in the past. And uh, I, I'm impressed. And you know, we're gonna see. You know, he he had reached the top. You know, and and you know what they say. Once you're at the top, there's only one place to go, and that's straight down. And that's what happened, you know. So can he rally himself? Can he turn around this kind of bad season and make something better in season nine? I don't know. I guess we're going to have to wait and see, and it's going to be tough because he's going up against a tough opponent his first uh, time around. I might as well say it now. They announce it later on. Uh, in the show, they confirm it at least. Um, it's going to be Chandru and Smets at this first pay-per-view on February 26th. You know, the very first pay-per-view of the season, the first show of the season. Uh, we're going to be getting Chandru versus Kevin Smets. And I am so excited for this match. You know, it's been it's been a bit. You know, Kevin dealt with a lot over the last uh, year and some change. And... I'm so happy to see him back healthy, ready to go. He's got fire. You know, we saw at the end of Spectacular, he came out and he has this drive and this fire just burning, ready to come out and just burn the entire inner geekdom division to the ground. And it's going to be fantastic. I'm so excited. All right. The next one, hi. Did not agree with one uh, iota. Uh, that is faction of the year. Uh, and it went to the Finstock Exchange. I understand. You know, Gucci had his dossier. He put together a great team. You know, a lot of amazing rookies this year. You know, you had, uh, obviously, Griffey Nooms. You had King Khan. Uh, you had Ty Lieberman. You know, there was a bunch of people. They, uh, Brother Lomas, you know, I think uh, Rick the Rager Radis uh, was on that team. You know, a lot of people, a lot of great rookies that came through uh, the Finstock Exchange. Problem, like, but for me, there were issues, you know. If we're giving this as a faction as a whole, right, they didn't walk away with any titles. That's a big one. All right. They had the opportunities. Now, Griffey single-handedly i think is who got them this this win without griffey and then uh, you know khan you know as his tag team partner just running through those tournaments i honestly don't see them ha having this kind of kind of status you know they they came close to winning the the faction totals you know the, the you know the points but they didn't see that's the, that's the thing they lost in almost every aspect when it comes to the end game. And so like, for me, I just, uh, I didn't see it. And, and Dagnino wasn't around a lot. And that was another problem that I had, you know, it's like he was gone so often, which was kind of one of my arguments for him not getting manager of the year, which, you know, spoiler alert, he does not get. Um, but yeah, to me, it, it should have been corruption. Now that's just my opinion. You know, that's who I voted for, of course. Uh, you know, if you if you saw the, you know, title thumbnail for this video, I'm literally wearing a corruption T-shirt. You know, I love uh, I love the team. 
maybe not every single player on it, but I love the team as a whole. And but I honestly believe that they they really brought the best. You know, uh, Shannon did the absolute best job as a manager. You know, she made the the best plays throughout. We have two champions, two not just champions, but defending champions. All right, and that's not easy, you know, to do. And look at Mike, who defended three times. You had Marisol defending, and I mean, come on, like to to me, that's that you have to look at those things. You know, running through, you know, a couple tournaments. That's great, but corruption won the points. Corruption won the titles, defended the titles. I just, I don't know, you know, and, and, and Shannon was there. She was always there. So, but yeah, I think, and also, okay. So nah, you know, Gucci won, you know, it is what it is, but he talks way too damn much, man. And I know that's kind of his thing, but like that acceptance speech as like, even, even the guys on the rundown talked about this. Frankie numbers even talked about this, how, there were like several moments where it's like, okay, he's going to wrap it up and then he keeps talking. Oh, oh, he's going to wrap it up and then he keeps talking. And like, yeah, it should have been like, he should have been played off, you know, play some music, cut his feet and that's it. Uh, Cause he talked a lot. And then he had the opportunity to come back later on, which I'll get to um, and, and, and talk again. So it's just like, Oh, too much guy, like too much. <laughs> Cause half the time don't understand what he's talking about. Uh, okay, and speaking of the rundown, the next category was podcast of the year. And, of course, that went to uh, the rundown. I had voted for uh, a certain point of view. Uh, amazing, amazing uh, network over there. But I knew it was going to go to the rundown. You know what I mean? Like, it, they are, like, they are that kind of pinnacle, you know? They are kind of who most of these shows strive to be. It's It's... They were my inspiration for starting Talking Schmodown in the first place. There would be no Talking Schmodown if there wasn't the rundown. You know, I, I've been listening to it since the beginning with Aaron Turner and Brian Davids. And, you know, and then Frankie came on and, uh, you know, then Brad came on and everything. So, like, they are the inspiration. And so I knew that you know, with them being nominated, I knew they were going to be the ones to win it. So I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give my vote to somebody else because let's see what could happen here. You know, it could be interesting. Uh, but no, they won, and it it's fair, you know. They put in the work, man. They, they're a fa- It's a fantastic show. Uh, Brad and Frank do a great job. Their banter back and forth is phenomenal. I love it. All right, so then we had upset of the year. Now, the one that I voted for did not win. I voted for... Uh, Janine defeating Dan Murrow. Because, you know, somebody takes out the GOAT. I mean, like, that's 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 big. So, you know, when you have the underdog like Janine, who unfortunately was the underdog, you know. I know a lot of people uh, kind of undervalue Janine. I've been a fan of Janine since the beginning. And it's been a, it's been a hard road watching her stumble as much as she has. You know, because I just, I want her to succeed so much. 
you know when she started on this little run in the tournament i was like i would absolutely love to see her versus marisol for the title it would have been phenomenal it would have been for you know pun intended spectacular <laughs> and it, it didn't happen unfortunately but she did something that not a lot of people get the chance to do and that's take out dan merle you know so uh that was why i voted for her but for betty defeating ben bateman that's who took this award i gotta say i'm not mad at this you know for betty she she talked a big game coming in even before she got here she talked a big game talked about how she would take out ben bateman and sure as shit she did exactly what she said she was gonna do and so I can't be mad at this. I can't be upset at the upset of the year being uh, for Betty beating uh, uh, Ben Bateman because it was fantastic. So uh, congrats, Paige. And I am I will be keeping a close eye on your career because uh, I think you're going to go places. I really do. So here's hoping, you know, and uh, muzzle top. All right. So next we got uh, team of the year. My boys, Shazam! All the way. I couldn't believe this. Like I, I had not realized. First time winning this award. I was like, wait, really? Wow. Because they've, they've, like, Bibiani has been, like, my guy. Like, pretty much since he started. Like, it's, it, I, I always root for him. I always... Like when I did uh, my first time doing fantasy draft this past season, and he was my number one pick, you know, all the way. If I had been able to get uh, Brendan Meyer, I would have, so I could have had Shazam as, as a team, but eh, unfortunately I did not. But uh, yes, Shazam winning this, they went undefeated this season. I think they're like 11 and 2, if I'm not mistaken. You know, they, they won the belts, they defended the belts. And so I feel like, again, there was really no other. No other option here. Um, and congrats, guys. You know, it's well, well deserved. I'm so happy for you. All right. Then they uh, did the Yodi Award. We all already knew who, you know, they had already announced who this was going to be given to. Uh, and that was the uh, amazing John the Outlaw Roca. So they ran uh, this wonderful little video package um, kind of talking about his career and everything. And it was it was beautiful. I loved it. And then John gave uh, a nice speech, you know, and I talked about how like Gucci went really long. I mean, Roka went longer, but like his speech makes made sense. And he knows how to talk, you know, he, to use a word that John used to use all the time. He had the gravitas to pull off a long speech. And he did. He got emotional during it, which made me get emotional Anytime Roka gets emotional, he hits me, you know. I don't know what it is about him. He He's one of the guys who, so like, like I, I said earlier, I got into the Shmodown at the beginning of season three. It was the John Campia versus Dan Merle match because I was a, a movie talk watcher. And so, like, I knew who uh, John Campia was. And obviously, Christian and Mark were on the show. And they were talking about the Shmodown. And they were, I, I had never seen Screen Junkies. You know, I didn't know movie fights or any of that stuff. 
And so I didn't know who Dan Merle was. So I went there specifically to watch Campia. And I was like, this is really cool. You know, and so I checked out, you know, I kept watching. And then I saw this guy, John the Outlaw Roca. And he, so Campia is why I started following. Roca is why I continued following. He is what made me fall in love with the Schmodown. His just intense passion for the game, his intense passion for, for movie knowledge, it was infectious, you know? And it, it's it is sad to, to find out that he was leaving because, uh, again, like I said, he's the reason that I, if it wasn't for John Roga, you wouldn't be listening to me talk here because he's what made me fall in love with it. Um. And maybe I would have fell in love with it. I don't know. But, it, you know, I'm glad I don't have to know. But it saddens me. You know, we got him for seven seasons, I believe. You know, because I think he came in during season two, during the team's tournament. And uh, it's it's just, it's heartbreaking to know that he's, he's not going to be around anymore. I'm hoping that, you know, he may not play, right? Maybe we'll get him on commentary or, or, you know, something like that. You know, we'll see him. Maybe he'll be just around doing something. Maybe he'll manage a team. I don't know. But uh, I would love to see him continue to be involved in some way because, it's, you know, he's been part of it for so long. And that it would be sad if we never get to see him again. So, All right. So then we got comeback of the year and. I got this one, my girl Janine the Machine, woo! That's right, you know, she had a rough time over the last couple of years, but this year, she she was amazing. She played such a, a, a wonderful, wonderful season, and I hope that she can continue that trend, that continue that path forward uh, of this just amazing gameplay into season nine here's hoping you know i'm i, I want to see i want to see janine with a title whether it be a team's title whether it be a singles title i want to see it and uh it, it hurts that we don't get that <laughs> you know so hopefully uh we will get that in season nine uh all right so then they went on to the star wars player of the year this one i felt like was a lock um and i know some people were like well okay no it's between Harper and Demolanta, you know, and so I was like, okay, I mean, I get that, you know, he did a lot. He de he dethroned the goat. He he uh, defended the bell against him, so I get it. But Thomas Harper went undefeated and defended, and he has the same winning streak, seven in a row, as Alex Damon. They are tied for the longest Star Wars winning streak. If Thomas Hopper wins one more match, he outdoes that. Plus, he's the only Star Wars competitor to go completely undefeated for that long. Even Alex Damon, who has that streak, lost his very first match. So he what he didn't he never started undefeated. And so I don't know. Like I felt I to me, it felt like an easy pick. Um, I'm sure there were others out there and, and I heard some, you know, I heard some fairly convincing arguments for, uh, Andrew and if he had won, I would have, I would have been happy for him. Absolutely. 
he would have been deserving in his own right. But I, I'm glad that we saw uh, Thomas Harper take this one. So, All right. Then we had the feud of the year. Now, this one, I picked Frabetti versus Bateman. Now, I know a lot of people are like, ah, that one wasn't that great. But to me, okay, it was all about the way the story was told throughout this feud. We had Paige coming in hot before she even got here. Like I talked about before, you know, aiming for Ben Bateman the entire time saying that she's going to take him out. She's going to, so she had to work her way up. She got, she finally gets to that match. And what does she do? She holds up to her promise to take out Ben Bateman. You know, the whole thing could have just ended right there. If, if she had lost, but she didn't, she beat him. And then the feud continued she continued to go after bateman even in the off season she was doing it after the season had ended online social media still going at him at the uh there was like a concert at the mint i believe uh the day after the, the spectacular and she was ragging him during the show and I'm like, this is a feud for the ages. And I know a lot of people don't necessarily see it or buy it, but I see it and I buy it and I hope it continues. I want to see her get another match against him, take him out again. You know, I want to see it keep going, you know, or maybe he, maybe he does beat her. And then we have to get that rubber match. You know, that could be awesome. It could be like that whole Roka Mance thing that we never got to see the third match too, which I would have loved to have seen that, but I I don't know. Uh, I was I was I really wanted it to be for Betty uh, and, and and Bateman, but it was not. So it was, however, Kalinowski versus Chandra, who was my second pick. You know the stuff that they did was incredible. You know Chandra, like I talked about, Chandra was on a whole nother level. You know taking things onto social media sometimes a bit too far. Uh, and just the kind of almost manic insanity that he was just putting out there, targeting Mike nonstop, never, never backing down, even though he was like, as far as status goes, the lesser, he kept going. But Mike always stood his ground, and it, Mike almost came off as a face throughout this whole thing. And that's the crazy part. Mike has been this heel for, for a while and like a damn good one. You know, when he was an actual baby face, it just, it didn't, it didn't work. But when he turned heel, that's when the, 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 the Mike Kalinowski that we know and love was able to, to shine. And then you get somebody like Chandru, who's like this Uber heel on the levels of like a, uh, Andrew Guy was, how, you know, how he was when they were, it was like team action times. And so the fact that they got this feud going, I, I knew it was going to be, I knew that there was a, a good chance that it was going to be them because I felt like a lot of people weren't seeing what I was seeing with the Frabetti and Bateman thing. And so I kind of, I had a feeling that it would be Kalinowski, Chandru, um, but 
I don't know, man. I, I wish it had gone the other way, but I'm still happy. You know, it was the and to see them do their acceptance speech together, it was fun because you could see them kind of they're going back and forth a bit at each other, but they're having fun with it. You know, and they're kind of breaking character a little bit, and because you can see tell that they're they're having a little bit of fun. You know, they had some like legit heat earlier in the season, but it seems like they've probably at least for the most part made up. Uh, I, I'm hoping, uh, but yeah, they. I'm excited to see because he's still gunning for him, but he has to get through Smets. Like I said, he's still gunning for Mike. If he can get there, man, I mean that'll be it'll be a story for the ages. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. All right, then we had Rookie of the Year, and this is exactly who I picked, Griffey Nooms. That's right. Uh, unfortunately, though, he could not be there to accept. You know, he's he's working on stuff. Uh, he couldn't he couldn't do a, a, an acceptance speech, unfortunately. So Gucci did it, and I was like, oh, come on. We just listened to him talk for way too long. Really didn't want to hear him talking. <laughs> like I almost wish that Khan had had done it for him as his partner. You know, uh, I mean, I get why Gucci did it since he's the the manager, but I can't. Part of me wishes it had been Khan instead, just to, to kind of mix it up a little bit and not have to hear Gucci again. Um, and because, like I said, they were teammates, so it would have made sense. It, it's not like it would have just been one of the random other people on the team, but uh, it, I, I get it. But I just didn't really want to see Gucci again. <laughs> uh, all right. Then we got the Schmodown Media Award. This is for um, like all the other like fan-based uh, after shows and podcasts that center around the Schmodown. And this one went to a certain point of view. Uh, this is who I voted for. And I'm so glad. They put out amazing content. If you haven't been watching POV, I highly, highly recommend you checking uh, them out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alicia 308 here says, uh, I was bummed that Nooms wasn't able to be there too. You're right, Alicia. So bummed. Thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> it, uh, it was a big bummer. Uh, I would have loved. And I guess there's rumors. I don't know if it's true uh, or not uh, that he might not be playing this season. I don't, I don't know. I hope that's not true. I really hope it's not true. Because uh, he made such an impact. But if it, I, I would assume that if it is true, it has to do with work schedules. Um, you know, he's like a working actor. You know, he does a lot of stuff. And so uh, it, it would be a bummer if he's not there. Uh, especially because of just how damn well he did this season. I, uh, I know that I feel like he would wind up with a belt in season nine if he was here for the whole time. So uh, here's hoping. Here's hoping that uh, Griffey Nooms is here. But uh, yeah, back to certain point of view. They do uh, amazing work. I highly recommend you guys checking them out. Uh, I, 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 Everything that I've watched from them, I've absolutely loved. They have such a great camaraderie, uh, the four of them. And uh, I do not consider Molly Damon a guest, even if Christian does. Uh, <laughs> so to me, she's a crew member. And that's just the way it is. All right, uh, let's see. Next, we've got the singles player of the year. And I felt like there was only one option here, and that's exactly who won. And that is Marisol McKee. That's right, the current singles champion. She went undefeated this season. 
defended the title. She she beat Ethan Irwin to get this belt. And she defended, and here we are, you know, with such an amazing competitor. She she the first female competitor to win the singles belt. The first African American competitor to win the singles belt. It's she's setting records over here, you know, breaking breaking all the records, breaking the mold, I guess you could say. Um, and she deserves it. You know, I was so happy to see her her take this. So uh, hopefully she'll have a good a good solid run throughout season nine, maybe even the whole time. I guess we'll see. All right, we've got uh, just a handful of uh, them left. Uh, we've got moment of the year. Now, this one I had originally picked uh, Marisol winning the belt for the first time there. Because it was a huge moment. It was uh, a historic moment for the, for the Schmodown. You know, I already mentioned the reasons why. Uh, unfortunately, that one did not win. But my second choice, as I say, like most of the, most of the, uh, most of the ones that, I did not get right went to my second choice, you know, because there's was for most of these only a couple of real, real options. And that was the return of Kevin Smith at spectacular, you know, gone for so long. He went through so much with the cancer and everything and he beat it. He smashed that cancer, you know, and now he's back and that pop at spectacular. It was incredible. Just the way the crowd exploded was wonderful. Um, and just to see him back up there in fighting form, ready to destroy, you know, you know, ready to take on Chandru and get back, uh, make, you know, rise himself back up through the ranks of the inner geekdom to get that title again. I mean, it, it's fantastic. And that's why I'm so happy that we're going to get Smets versus Chandru at this very first pay-per-view on February 26th. You know, so we're gonna we're gonna get to right away. We're gonna see whether or not Kevin Smith is in fighting form, and I I hope I hope so. You know, I really really do. It's been a while. Hopefully, he was able to smash the ring rust as well. All right, we got three left. We got Manager of the Year that went to Shannon Barney of Corruption. I'll be honest, I was genuinely worried that Gucci was gonna get this. Genuinely worried. And I'm so glad he did not. Shannon deserves this 100%. Everything that she did from, uh, you know, managing to get uh, Marisol back from from the den, you know, with this, uh, like, this really surprising trade. I think she traded two picks for Marisol. Because uh, it was during the free agency that she got picked up by the den, and she gave away two of her picks to get her. And look what happened. You know, you got the reigning defending singles champ out of it. You know, her being there, every it, she was never not there. Unlike Gucci, who was always gone. He's off doing whatever. Half the time people didn't know where he was or who, you know, what he was doing. You know, halftime could even find a shirt to wear. Shannon was always there, always there for for her players when they needed her. Uh, she she managed her team to having two belts, defending those belts, 
at the end of the season and winning the faction race. So, I mean, like, I, I don't understand how people could be like, yeah, man, Gucci is the pick. For what? What did he really do? You know, he put together a decent team. That's what he did. And okay, they gave him faction of the year for that. But what did he actually do as a manager to deserve this? To me, not a lot. And that right there is why I think he did not win and why he did not deserve one. All right. For the penultimate, we've got match of the year. And it had to go to DeMolanta versus Damon One. The 51-50. Early in the season. That's rare. That kind of thing doesn't happen. Usually it's the stuff later on that people remember. But this match happened way early in the season. And it stuck. You know, these guys just battling it out. Just knuckles bloody. Going around, you know, point for point in this insane Star Wars match. 51-50. It was incredible. I don't think I'll ever forget it. Uh, and I'm glad, so very glad, that they managed to get this uh, this win here. Because honestly, they, they both deserved some sort of recognition this season. You know, I know Alex, uh, you know, he kind of, his season kind of fell apart for him, but he was the GOAT for a reason, you know what I mean? And so I feel like, and then everything that Andrew was able to do, they, I think they, they, they deserved the recognition and they got it. So I'm glad about that. And then we got the player of the year, the overall player of the year. I honestly thought we would get Griffey Nooms winning this, this, uh, this award. That's who I voted for. Um, in all my reasons were the same for why I voted for him for rookie of the year. Uh, every single thing that he did from winning the two tournaments, uh, having the most KOs of everybody who was nominated, um, coming in, doing extremely well in the free for all, you know, like he, he accomplished a lot. The, the thing that I think prevented him from winning this was that he was not able to win either title. I think if he had won either of the two titles, whether it have been the singles or the teams, I think he actually would have gotten this. I really do. Uh, but he wasn't able to Marisol McKee got the overall player uh, of the year, which I was not, I was not upset about in the slightest. Uh, I think that what she did this, this season was great. Um, she didn't have as impressive of a team's go, but she still did well with her team's work and her singles work is just, was just incredible. As I already talked about when we talked about the singles player. Um, so yeah, congratulations to Marisol. You know, making history uh, all year long. I'm so glad that she was able to uh, get the recognition that she deserves. All right. So, yeah, that was all of the awards. You know, a lot of good stuff happening there. But, again, it was short. It was kind of boring. Uh, I, I really wish Mark had had somebody with him. Uh, again, like I said, whether it had been like Christian or Ken Napsack or, you know, Makuga. Just somebody who he has a good rapport with that he could bounce back and forth, banter with in between, um, maybe take a little bit more time to kind of let the the awards breathe a little bit because it was just like, here's your winner. Okay, on to the next one. Like there was like almost no time to breathe in between each award. Um, 
But, you know, uh, hopefully by next year uh, for the awards, they'll be completely in studio, you know, throughout the year. And they'll be able to do a, a full live event with a crowd and everything for the awards and just have it be awesome. That's that's what I'm hoping for. But I guess we'll have to see what happens. Um, there was a couple of other small things uh, before I wrap up here. Uh, I watched uh, the rundown that followed this. They you know they went through all the same stuff that I just kind of went through. But then they had a there were a couple other things that they uh, kind of announced. One, uh, uh, it's officially been announced that Schmodown Backstage has been canceled from uh, the, the Schmodown Network. And it, but it is, it's apparently moving over to Ben Bateman's channel. So I'm assuming this will kind of just be like his own thing now, you know. Uh, so he'll have his own Schmodown podcast over on his channel that will be uh, backstage, uh, which is a bummer to me. Uh, but I'll still check it out because if it's still going to be running, at least, uh, you know, that will still be there. Um, and then the, the Schmodown Rundown is adding a brand new co-host, none other than fellow uh, FCL announcer Steph Sabra. She will be joining uh, Brad and Frankie over on the rundown, which is uh, fantastic. Uh, her chemistry with Brad Gilmore uh, when they uh, commentate over uh, on FCL is fantastic. So I'm excited to see what happens uh, on the rundown with her there. Uh, and speaking of the FCL, uh, I just saw earlier today there will be announcements coming soon about what's going to happen with season two of the FCL. Um, I'm shocked that we haven't heard anything seeing as it's already February. Uh, you know, we've already got all these announcements about what's happening with the MTS, but nothing about the FCL. So, uh, hopefully it's good news. I mean, they, they did put out, uh, auditions like the, like the audition submissions, um, were being accepted. So, I mean, it seems like they are going to be coming back, but who knows what the format will really be, if it'll still be digital or not. I'm assuming it probably will be. Um, because since Christian's not really running that part of it, uh, he's not the one who has to deal with it. So, uh, And it will still allow a lot of those uh, overseas competitors to still be able to compete, which will be nice. So, But yeah, uh, that's it, guys. This has been episode 59 of Talking Schmodown. I, again, am your host, Josh the Merc Rainer, right here on, where is it? Right over here on the Merc with a Movie Blog uh, Network. Uh, if you like what you're seeing, be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, click that little bell so that you always get notified when I drop a brand new video. Uh, and be sure to come back for my next episode. I don't know what it's going to be on yet since we still got a few weeks before the season starts. Uh, the uh, first pay-per-view, like I said, February 26th is when that will be. So my first uh, episode that will be kind of breaking down matches won't be till the beginning of March. So I've got a few weeks left of off-season. So we'll see. I'll, I'll come up with something to talk about. Uh, you know, if any big breaking news obviously drops, we'll be chatting all about that. So uh, again, thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, I hope that you guys have a wonderful, wonderful uh, rest of your week. Because we have been talking Schmodown. Catch you guys next time.